0: All right, Howlers, let's get Howlin'. But first, a couple quick warnings. First warning, this podcast contains adult content.
1: Don't be a pixie.
0: Second warning, this podcast contains spoilers for the entire Red Rising saga.
1: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy. Email us at howlerpod at gmail.com. And visit us at howlerpod.com on the World Wide Web wherever you have internet. Don't forget to rate and review us. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, I'm going to put on my maternity armor and also be 40 weeks pregnant and come after you when you're under holidays protection. And this time, I'm actually going to get into the shuttle and beat your face in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now, pod. Oh. Oh! Victra, the witness is under arrest. Do not interfere with Republic jurisdiction. I've been authorized by the Sovereign to deliver her using any and all means at my disposal. You don't want this trouble. Darling, I am the trouble. Hello, Howlers. Welcome to HowlerPod, the one and only podcast for all things Red Rising. Every episode, we dive deep to break down, celebrate, and discuss all aspects of the Fantastic Red Rising Saga by halo Number One, Pierce Brown. Ow, ow! I'm your host, Ben Reinert. I am joined today, as always, by the amazing Aaron Ayers. Lolo hello Alright, it's character study time.
1: Who will enter the passage tonight? The passage of our in-depth scrutiny and judgment? Will they rise above the rest and be crowned prime? Or will they fall short and be disgraced henceforth as a pixie? pixie, 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 pixie. Who are we studying today, Ben?
0: Victra uh, Barca slash Julia slash Barca Julia.
1: Julia Barca. It's Victra. She doesn't need a last name. <laughs> She's the only Victra in the solar system. In the galaxy? In the universe. <laughs> yes,
0: definitely universe. All right, let's load up this star shell and shoot straight into our character background
1: hopefully we don't shit our suits and if victor's coming for us we gonna share our suits
0: <laughs> i am terrified of her all right victra a juliai or victra Abarca is a gold of the house juliai a peerless scarred a howler a storied leader of the rising and mother to four children that she all birthed while standing up mind you
1: i mean i do that on the weekends <laughs>
0: she is married to several Abarca. And is one of Darrow's most loyal longtime friends. And oh yeah, she is the older half-sister of Antonia Ah Severus Julia. Chlamydia. AKA Chlamydia.
1: Definitely chlamydia. At six foot ten. That's so tall. Which is 2.1 meters. Oh <laughs> uh, y'all International
0: not- <laughs> howlers. <laughs>
1: I don't know why meters stuck around. Just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> Obviously, meters <laughs> makes more sense. Um, she is taller and more heavily built than her half sister chlamydia i'm sorry (laughs) antonia she has jagged hair deep set eyes a wide mouth and many many scars while she typically adorns herself with rings and earrings of jade Victra seldom if ever wears any sort of makeup it's often remarked that of the two sisters victor more closely resembles their mother she doesn't like the color gold and prefers to wear green because it goes better with her skin. I like green. I like green.
0: Victra likes green.
1: I liked green before you liked green. <laughs> it's okay, Victra.
0: House Julia is a house known for famously powerful and ruthless women. But unfortunately for Victra, she is often associated with her horrible half-sister Antonia's shitty reputation, which she finds deeply frustrating despite this she blazes her own path with determination and tenacity victor is known for her blunt honesty and candid nature while she can be generally combative in nature she is fiercely loyal and protective of those she loves i mean for real she held up under torture from the sickest bastard on the entire planet of mars aka the jackal And never betrayed Darrow or The Rising. It's pretty badass. That's a badass bitch. I would have folded
1: immediately. (laughs) 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 Let's
0: get this over with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Victra is first introduced to us at the Academy where she serves under Darrow's command. She totally has the hots for him, but Darrow is oblivious She plays a significant role in the solar civil war, convincing her mother to switch sides and join House Augustus against the loons. When Darrow is betrayed at his triumph, she is shot in the back twice by her bitch sister, Antonia, who then kills their mother. Her last act before losing consciousness is to crawl, and she can't use her legs because she's paralyzed, and she crawls to Darrow, who is fully paralyzed, mm-hmm. to tell him that she didn't know about the betrayal. She's taken prisoner then by the Jackal and tortured for nine months along with Darrow.
0: When Darrow is rescued by Holiday and Trigg, he refuses to leave without Victra, showing her the same loyalty she showed him. She works herself back to health with a little help from Mickey, and then becomes a howler, fighting alongside Darrow at the Battle of Ilium and sharing the load of the destruction of the Docks of Ganymede. She marries Severo as they fly back to Luna and chooses to take his last name, even though her house is the older and more powerful of the two, becoming Victra a Barca.
1: Ten years later, she is on Luna, and she and Severo have three children together with one on the way, a young Ulysses. Why do we laugh when we talk about him? We're monsters.
0: We're terrible, terrible people.
1: It's a way to deal with the pain. (laughs) It's true. A very pissed off and pregnant Victra raises a ruckus when her daughter Electra is kidnapped along with Pax by the syndicate. Her combative nature shows its teeth as she will do anything necessary to get her child back. Her children, considering Pax is also like one of her kids. Uh, She sends a Brown freelancer figment to steal Mustang's number one witness Lyria thinking her complicit in the kidnapping, which she was. She kind of was. She yeah. Well, she was... there. I mean, they couldn't have done it without Lyria. <laughs> oh, she also s- steals Volga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yes. Then a still pregnant Victra flies to Mars with her hostages in tow and meets to trade them for Pax and Electra to Cephi, who has whisked the two kids off of Luna uh, herself. And that's when everything goes to shit. Her ship, the Pandora is attacked by Bulsang and all his creepy little alien weirdo crew. Uh, they kill a bunch of people, and Victra land- crash lands on Mars in her escape ship, along with Lyria and Volga. They hang out in the woods for a while, try to evade the Red Hand, but Victra is still pregnant, and the baby is coming. They find a town, and she has her baby while standing, but oh shit, it's not a town. It's more like an entire base for the Red Hand. Once alerted to the presence of the Outsiders, they come after the three ladies and Victra's newborn son, Ulysses. Victra and Volga are both taken prisoner, and Ulysses is killed. Pour one out for Ulysses. Lyria is able to escape and then infiltrate the red-hand base. She manages to free Victra and Volga and get a signal out to the rest of Mars. Victra goes ham on all those shitty red-hand motherfuckers. And Mars
1: Mars
0: shows up along with the newly escaped Ephraim, Pax, and Electra. They destroy what's left of the Red Hand and free all the remaining prisoners. Victra recovers her son's body and buries him, then swears an oath to Lyria and Volga. Their enemies are now hers. If they call, House Barker will come. After Mustang escapes Luna and joins the remainder of the Republic on Mars, she goes to Victra, but Victra blames her for Darrow's situation on Mercury and Severo now being a prisoner of the Abomination on Luna. Mustang shows Victra what she went through to get here, and Victra understands how hard she fought for their husbands. She embraces Mustang, and they avow to save their husbands or avenge
1: them. So badass. (laughs) Let's go, ladies. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. (laughs) That's just Mustang and Victra. Do you
0: think they did that next, like right after that? Like as soon as the page, you turn the page over. And they get information? Yeah.
1: And then they go back and get Volga and Lyria back so that all the ladies can get information. we're going to
0: do the Beyonce video real quick.
1: Slash that whole Avengers scene that I was (laughs) complaining about. We're going to do that now. Okay, that is Victra. That's how we know Victra to this point. Mm -hmm. And we will predict further. (laughs) But first, we'll hear from our researcher, Heather, and the historical connections... Of Victra. So, the name Victra could be a syncopated form of Victoria, Latin for triumphant, a translation supported by Victra's widespread success in her various endeavors. While Victoria is a classic regal name, Victra is much more uncommon. Despite her affluence and authority, this could allude to how very unique Victor truly is in everything from her loyalties to her moral and political positions, which starkly contrast with the beliefs and aspirations of most golds. And I'm interjecting, especially golds of her status and, and wealth and power. For sure. Heather says, unlike those who only follow Power in the hopes of acquiring some themselves. Victra would never abandon her friends on account of changing political winds. Victra shines because she doesn't care what anyone else thinks. She simply listens to her own heart and mind, acting in the best interest of only those she respects.
0: Meanwhile, Julia most likely refers to the influential Julio Claudian di- dynasty. Of course, Aaron, didn't you know that?
1: You know, I uh, frequently (laughs) think of the um, (laughs) Julio-Claudian dynasty.
0: You're always going on and on about it. Just
1: before bed, I I think (laughs) about them often.
0: It's like, Aaron, shut up about the Julio-Claudians. Jeez. All right. Meanwhile, Julii most likely refers to the influential Julio-Claudian dynasty, comprised of the first five emperors of Rome, starting with Caesar Augustus and terminating with Nero. Julio Claudian women were quite polarized, some incredibly virtuous, others two faced and treasonous. That same polarity obviously applies to Victra and Antonia. Furthermore, their mother, Agrippina A. shares her name in many life experiences with Agrippina the Younger of the gens Julii, The historical Agrippina. Married and subsequently poisoned Emperor Claudius, who was also her uncle, but not before convincing him to name her psychotic son a 16-year-old Nero heir to the Empire so she could rule by proxy. Her plan to manipulate Nero backfired because of his youth and unparalleled insanity. Instead, he exiled Agrippina, and later contracted her assassination after she challenged his right to rule. A similar course of events played out in Golden Sun, beginning with Agrippina's betrayal of Arch Governor Augustus at the gala, gala. Realizing she invested in the wrong daughter, Antonia, Agrippina transferred her support to Victra and the Augustans. Finally, at Darrow's triumph, Lady Julia fell victim to the same matricide that ultimately claimed Agrippina the Younger,
1: Octavia Minor, Augustus's sister, who Heather had mentioned uh, in our last episode, was one of the only Julio-Claudian women unwilling to lower herself to conspiring for power. She pursued her life goals while simultaneously uplifting the people around her, assuming additional responsibility when she recognized a need, much like Victra and Goldenson. One such selfless act came in the form of Raising Cleopatra's Children by Mark Antony, Octavius has been through politically arranged marriage, in parentheses, just as Victra wouldn't stop to think before adopting an orphaned Pax. So much like the scarcity of benevolent Julio-Claudian women, Victra has been the lone bright star in a sky of largely wicked Julii. Mm. Wicked! That's a musical.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh. I'm just not engaging with it.
1: You're not engaging with it a really great musical called Wicked.
0: <laughs> it's really great.
1: No good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> that that was actually Idina Menzel. She jumped in for a second. Wow. Thank you, Heather.
0: Yes, awesome job, Heather. We're so glad that Victra has been our lone bright star of all the largely wicked eyes.
1: Don't tempt me by saying that word. <laughs> ben... Let's move on to our legacy segment.
0: Nope. Instead of legacy, today, we're interviewing a special guest.
1: Let's bring her in. Before we bring Piera in, if you don't remember from our episode, what was it?
0: 33.
1: 33. We interviewed Piera Ford. Uh, Piera is an actress, filmmaker. She has a huge YouTube following. She does tons of great content on the YouTube channel specifically regarding Red Rising, including reviews, theories, and she even does a live reading vlog of Dark Age. So if you want to relive that, (laughs) 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 just remember when you first read Dark Age, you can watch Pierre go through the same thing. Pierre also has an awesome uh, show. It's a series called Never Night, and you can watch it on YouTube. It was really cool. It's fucking badass. She's an actress and uh, she's doing some other stuff that we'll hear about today.
0: All right. So let's go to our interview with Piera.
1: All right, Howlers. Now we're bringing it to our special guest, Piera Ford. Woo! Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. It's so good to see you again and to hear your voice. Um, tell us a little bit about... What you've been up to and how it is in Australia and how COVID's
2: going. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be great. Um, Well, where I am at the moment, we're pretty good. Um, I'm up in Queensland, so we're kind of mostly back to normal with all your social distancing stuff still applicable. But we've just recently had some like stowaways from over the border come back in and bring it back into the States. So everyone is like, curse you. Um, but... I personally am good, and in my general surroundings, I think we're pretty safe. Um, in terms of what I've been doing, honestly, look, mate, not a lot. Um, I wrote a film that I shot this weekend, so that was fun and exhausting. But that's in kind of like the sci-fi, cyborg vein. Um, Ooh, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, so it was it was fun. It was hard. It was a tough shoot, but it was fun. Um, Apart from that, yeah, nothing else, really. That's pretty much been my life for, like, the last month. It was dedicated to getting that off the ground. Um, can you tell us what it's called? It's called The Pit at the moment because I'm very unoriginal with my titles. Um, <laughs> it's called The Pit because it's about The Pit. Um, nice. But it's <laughs> this, like, sci-fi dystopian world where people have, like, slight mech enhancements. So I guess it's kind. you can kind of, like, Red rising it a little bit. Right. Um, with your, like, enhanced, like, strength and speed and agility and badassery sort of stuff. Um, But then also kind of like, the best way I can recall it is, like, if you think of Orion's tattoos, that sort of stuff, but, like, on your body as opposed to, like, your head. Um nice. Yeah, and our main character is, this, like, essentially, like, a, a cage fighter. So she's in this cage fighting this dude. Um, This dude's got, like, illegal jacked mech, which means he's, like, drugged up, you know, goes whacker tries to kill her, all that sort of fun stuff. Um, but I just wanted to make really sapphic and sci-fi, and so I was like, I'm going to do that, and I did, and I'm very happy with it. Fuck yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Hopefully it, it turns out all right, but fingers crossed.
0: Do you have more filming to do on it, or are you finished with it?
2: So that one's finished because it's just a proof of concept, so it's about a 13-minute short film that we're then using to leverage, kind of like with Nevernight. Like there's a little teaser right. of it um, and then pitching it for uh, a longer series. So yeah sweet tight that's all that i just can i swear on this i just forgot you just said fuck yes so i'm gonna assume swearing is okay oh, oh yeah okay, i forgot <laughs> that for a second and i was like i am holding all of this in sweet fucking. No. Cry. okay our easy. only not five star only
1: review was because we cuss so much and i'm like read the fucking series
2: <laughs> like pierce Ooh. brown cusses all the time Although I was listening to um, Morningstar again the other day because that's just what I do when I'm down. I just re-listen to the series um, as if I haven't like 60 fucking times. But <laughs> I noticed this, like, I'm, and it's probably very obvious even now, but like in the first three, there's like minimal to no swearing. And then in Dark Age, with Nine Gold, he just goes, you know what? Fuck it. And then just every second is a. That's why I think I love Dark Age so much because there was so much swearing.
1: And beyond swearing, a lot of murder. <laughs> Meat mm, carpets yeah. and whatnot. Big fan. Big yeah. fan. Take your poison. Yeah,
0: we actually had like a howler ride into us and point out that fucking doesn't come up until Morningstar. Like the word fucking is not yeah. used until Morningstar. Yeah.
2: yeah that's they did I, like
1: an actual search. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it was <laughs> a good oh, way it. to spend time. It was oh, holy shit when Trig stabs him with the, the snake yeah. cocktail or whatever. And that's like his <laughs> first chapters where he just goes like, holy shit. And I was like, oh. Look at that! <laughs> uh, very happy with that. Mm-hmm. I
1: need a steak bite.
2: A real, just like a couple, straight to the jugular, <laughs> just before work. <laughs>
0: Every day, in
2: general, <laughs> I'm getting tired. Oh, feel that. How have you guys right. been? You guys been up to? Just real quick.
0: We're you- stuck in quarantine forever.
1: Yeah, oh, Americans geez. mostly are stupid. <laughs> so
0: we're having a tough time over here
1: ben's been able to work from home i've been back at work for like eight weeks now and we just have to wear our masks which is fine but i'm like my whole job can be done on the internet so i think it's pretty hilarious that i have to go sit with my mask on and just look at a computer when i could do it at home yeah
0: i'm just stuck inside my house until the end of the year at least so but yeah. we're in
1: great mood.
0: Don't <laughs> worry, we're, we're not cozy. wearing
1: masks because we're part of a, the same inner circle.
2: That's, I honestly didn't even notice. Didn't even realize. <laughs> this is normal now.
1: We see each other a lot, so it's fine. Neither of us have caught the virus. <laughs>
0: yeah, at least not that we know of. One day, uh, hmm. we'll get out of here. We'll see.
2: We'll see. See the world again. I haven't seen no. you since the plague.
1: Yeah, it's been a great way to read more and to save money because I can't do anything. So you know,
0: although I'm just online shopping like a mother. Yeah, think,
2: speak for right yourself. So. I have been reading and I haven't spent <laughs> more money than I even have. So, <laughs> yeah. I know now, but I was like, All right, I got that down sold. So oh, yeah,
0: mm. I'm just like, oh, I'm sad. I need to buy another book.
1: book. yes hey try audiobooks they're twice as expensive
2: (laughs) anyways what are you reading right now (laughs) honestly nothing um no yes and no i'm listening to morning star again because i was in such a deep rut that i was like uh you know what i need some good tgr to like get me out um yeah i think that's it i was i think the last thing i read was the burning god by rf Kuang, um which is the third book in the poppy war series which is Brilliant, um but then I was just in such a funk, and then obviously with this film, I was like, ah, I panicked, and I haven't been able to
0: look at a book since. Right, totally. Nice. It's been
2: rough. It's been a rough month. <laughs> it's
1: good.
0: It's okay. You can get back on the train. I'm rereading
1: mm. the Ender's Game, or I'm listening mm-hmm. for the first time to the Speaker of the Dead. So good. that's nice. where I'm at. Also, Murdery. <laughs> 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 I like his style. You a style. yeah. Yeah, All right, so the reason we're here today is Victra. Mm. Mm, 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 uh,
0: we had to bring on an expert in Victra <laughs> to talk about Victra.
1: And through these character studies, <laughs> uh, we reached out to Pierra to you, and asked which characters that uh, you wanted to talk about. And obviously, Victra was one of the main ones.
2: <laughs> mm. this is just it. It's like any, anything, Victra. I know nothing me. It's me. <laughs> Just, put that out just, the Victor. Way. <laughs> just Victor. okay so
1: let's start off by just telling us why do you like Victor so much
2: why do i like Victor so much um i think it's definitely changed as i've gotten older which sounds really strange but i think when i first picked up the series i was still like 20 something early 20s so i was like closer to like you know your darrow mustang age so i was kind of more like relating to them but then as i got older i'm like it's so rare to find like a main character that's a bit of a badass, or a complete badass. As you get older, I don't know if that's just me, but you know when we when we meet her, she's like 27, and I'm 27 this year, so nice. it's a lot more of that. Um, but just in general, like I fuck with any sort of badass female woman who men simp for. Like, yeah. it's, like I don't know. Like, you've Read the books, you know who she is. Like, is there any is there a person out there who doesn't like Victor? Truly. And if they are, yeah, show what, them to I mean, me and Victor <laughs> will come kill them. Crack some knuckles. Um, no, but I just really love that that strength and that very much like I know who I am. And there's that monologue or that speech she kind of does for Lyria in Dark Age. Um, I think it's pre or post birth. I don't remember. But um, that like I made me like, you know, my mom has this name and my right. sister has this name. And, you know, I was, people expect expect this thing of me. But I like like her loyalty. Her unwavering loyalty is like a big thing that I fuck with, um, which I guess is to several and like why they, woohoo. Um, but yeah, mostly that. Like she knows what she wants and she goes after it. And then all of the, you know, like all of the tension with Darrow and that when she's like, you know, you could have had this. It was, it was on you, mate. You yeah. had the option. Um, I like that. I, I, that really resonates with me on a deep emotional, I want to be you level and be with you. I really
0: you. enjoy every time she pinches his butt. Heroes but yeah.
2: <laughs> and then night, like, yeah. Well, this is how it is now. Like,
0: this
2: is, yeah. this is what I have to. I've been competing with, but this is this is our life. So,
0: <laughs> and just mm. how uncomfortable that makes Darrow, like mm. this, like world it. breaker. Yeah, exactly. He can't
2: handle Yeah, exactly. Destroyer <laughs> of worlds, murderer of men. So, like, one woman who's like, mm. <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. He secretly likes it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It was just that that relationship between, yeah, I mean, like obviously when you meet Victor, she's like really cool and everything, and then like how Dara kind of integrates her into the howlers and how everyone's like, oh, I don't trust her, yada, yada, yada. But then, you know, by the end of it, what fucked me up is the end of book two where she's like laying on the ground being like, I didn't know, I didn't know. and I was just like, I just sobbed, like, like ugly tears at that point.
1: Oh yeah, I figured everyone was dead at
2: that point. That's very general. general.
0: Yeah. How many times I read it? Yeah. Yeah, going back and through our outline and like putting it all together, that's like one part that just stood out to me so much. Like Mm. her loyalty is on a level with nobody but Severo, especially Mm. to Darrow and the Rising. Is just especially in that moment is incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's
1: emotional. Mm. So. Uh, can you point out some of your, like, favorite moments or interactions
2: yeah. with other I characters? I can. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all of book two was just gold for me. It was just a wet dream Anytime she was on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, her And, like, obviously, like, the meeting with Severo and, like, all of their interactions to Morningstar. Because, like, when I first read it, I did not see it coming. The first time I read Morningstar, oh, I, did I didn't see yeah. it. I didn't see it. And then I was like, you're what? Um <laughs> But I fucked with it. As soon as it like I was like, yeah, shit, this makes sense. Um I love her as like Mama Bear in the later books. Like it's not Definitely. something that I, I didn't again, I didn't expect it. Um I think it's mostly because like like I didn't expect to see Severo with the family. But then I was like, actually, yeah, this makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, but just kind of yeah, I mean that, that that monologue with Liria when she was giving birth was like one of my all time crowning moments. Um, especially like she says, I made me and I was like that's it like that's that's what you want to live by um yeah I mean there's like very few and like the quieter moments like with her and Darrow when she's explaining like her favorite smell and you know when they were reintroducing each other and all that sort of stuff like apart from your badass everyone's afraid of you I'm a, a you know this monarch of this family bloodline now yeah I mean like I said she can't do any wrong in my eyes like there's very few things that she can do wrong
0: yeah, she like makes this huge impact right away. I do love that part that you just said, like the Darrow and her training montage, getting Ooh. back to <laughs> like lifting weights together and stuff. That's
2: imagine, imagine that on film! What a wet dream that is! <laughs> oh, that I'm is so excited, screaming. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think I said this before, but it's like the Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise, oh, like the edge day of tomorrow. edge of tomorrow, yeah, yeah. where they keep training over and over because the day keeps restarting. Yeah. I love it. And she's Emily
2: Blunt. Yeah. I love that. Um, I just, because I just, I'm just where I'm up to in the book now. Like he's just found out from Vixis that she's still in one of the cells in Morningstar. So yeah. was, like, automatically, as soon as he hears her name, he's like, fucking where is she? We're going for her regardless of what I, of, you know, of anything. And I found, I mean, it's not really Victor related so much as Jackal related, but that her punishment was that like overcrowded, you know, blaster. And I was like, that's just a really, Chase Brown's brain sometimes, man.
1: It's like you just <laughs> And then she like did the did that again, but as a playroom for Electra, <laughs> and then <hilarious> Liria's <laughs> torture chamber. Like, oh, that was it. That's how you learn from your enemies. You do it to your children. That's <laughs> <laughs> for everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Except she could get out, obviously.
0: Yeah. Electra. Well, Electra, yeah. She figured Not it out Lyria. Like, twelve days or whatever.
1: What about you guys? What are your favorite Victor? Um, I have a lot. <laughs> go, go Just forever. Um, I I really like dark age Victra. Um mm-hmm. I like how she talks to Lyria, but you can tell that even though she's really bitchy and mean to her, like mm-hmm. she still grows to like care for her and then obviously mm-hmm at the end invites her into the inner circle of protection at the fire pit. Um, so I, I think it'd be cool to be Lyria in that scenario where you meet this woman that could literally break you in half with her hand. Mm. Who then, uh, you gain her trust and respect. And yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah. I love, I love the, their interactions and her interactions with Volga. I just love that. Three. Oof! big
2: fan. Yeah. Tripod. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like she's got that combative personality, and so, but like she only does it to like people she really likes. So like I think like when she kind of picks on Lyria or Volga like that, I don't know. That's like her way of I saying, love you. "I love you." Yeah, exactly. it's like
1: a big sister vibe almost. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I have a few friends like that, and
2: people like that make me extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> so like, I know that like if I met Victor, I'd be, like I'd be terrified. That. Mm. I cannot. All of my best friends, I'm horrible too, which sounds really bad, but it's <laughs> very much a, because I love you and I know you can take it. And you tell me if you couldn't take it and it stop but it's just that <laughs> always been my shitty personality.
1: But then when you when you win their friendship, it like means so much more because right. they're not yeah. like Victor's not just like giving trust out to anybody, no. you know. So I don't know. I think her loyalty means so much. It. it it's a hundred percent, you know, yeah. so I love
0: it. My favorite moment. Um, I do enjoy the part where she smashes Antonia's face in. Um, mm. That was very cathartic. <laughs> mm. uh, and Man, then,
1: what a horrible sister.
0: <laughs> and also, right. I love her final moment with Mustang in Dark Age. Yeah. So much. I just love that. Like them embracing and then.
1: Look at my scars.
0: Like, we'll save mm. our husbands or we will get vengeance. And that's just such a fucking mm. spine tingling oh. line. Like, I love that.
2: When she that's swam sweet. out to the sun, oh, mm. anyone else just just, just crying? And yeah. Oh, yeah. Puddle. And you're I like, oh, she comes back. Sunset. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> i was just like, baby girl. I know,
0: like, at that such moment, a you're a little scared that she might yeah. not.
1: But she, now, she has. Her other children
0: and unfinished business. She was coming
1: back. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna
2: take the world. Yeah.
1: So um, here's a fun one that's not in the series. Where do you think Victora takes Sevro out when they go on a date? Because obviously she's taking him.
2: Yeah, I feel like I read. uh, I think Pierce said it once. Is like if if, if the characters went to karaoke and what they would sing, and Victor was just like, Victor doesn't do karaoke. And I was like. <laughs> yeah. oh. I I don't know. Like I want to say they'd go to some like weird BDSM club, but then I'm also kind of like she'd take him to like this. uh, No, I don't know. I genuinely couldn't tell you. Half of me (laughs) wants to be at BDSM club in the back where there's like fucking whips and chains and unicorn tails, and it's his. He's she like, would like, scare <laughs> everyone out of there. Yeah, exactly. They both She's both like, I like, the whole place and it's just them with like literally everything. <laughs> right. That's what yeah. my brain first goes through. But then I'm like, oh, you know, maybe she went to like a nice, she, you know, they've just tried to take him out to like a nice, you know, romantic candlelit dinner. And like, you know, it's just gotten, it's, I mean, we all would know how that would go very badly. But that's, it's that part that I'm, I'm leaning more towards. Like, oh, I've, you know, the kids are gone. We've got this lovely night plan. And it's like, Rose, like picking his teeth with the chicken bone. And she's like, yep, this is what I've chosen. This is this is the most that I've made. Yeah. Got some
0: grizzle in there. Line.
2: That's a weird line.
1: It'd be fun to be a fly on a wall. Not at the BDSM place. I'd be scared.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even think you need to be a fly on the wall. You'd be like, on the other <laughs> side of the wall, <laughs> he would just be standing right them. there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, is
2: what is it? What did my friend say through the air vents that one time?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Or they're like all
1: at dinner and they just get up and go
2: fuck real fast. Come back. That was, I really appreciate about <laughs> Oh
0: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> the nosey, black eye. Like no, I'm good. I'm good. Rich clothes.
1: Man. Zebra's a lucky
2: man.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, sure.
0: Um, okay, so we wanted to ask you if you have any Victra predictions for book six.
2: You know, I hate predictions because I'm either never right, and then I just feel let down because my brain's like, what if this happens? And then Pierce is like, no, 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 everyone's dead. So <laughs> just, uh, hold up everyone's dead. <laughs> I'm really reluctant. Like, I'm in a perfect world. She gets her family back. They destroy the world. They reign supreme. Um, in a, in a bad time, everyone's dead. Um, so, I, I just, I mean, Severo is the one I'm most concerned about at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, whatever's going to happen to him that will therefore affect her. I mean, my, I think one of my biggest theories, and I want to say it was a theory that I had when I read it, and I, I would like to ignore that theory, is like Darrow and Victor putting Severo down like a dog. And that, fuck, that like fucked me up real bad. I've heard, like, yeah i
1: don't like that one
2: yeah, yeah, like <laughs> that. take it but back he's like, he's like, you know the jackal's just gotten to him so bad and he's like set on them as a sleeper agent and then they both have to have that conversation where they're like you know it's the best thing for him um which you know i really hope i really hope pierce doesn't do that to us but like everyone we expect it we've expected everyone nice in fucking book three so right. i'm worried about the, it the fact that he makes it through every other book we're like, oh, okay he's fine for now but i don't i don't trust right. him I don't trust the him anymore. I fact that
0: everyone is expecting it at this point, especially the, the whole sleeper agent angle makes me think that he might take a different one, but I don't know.
2: That so makes me hope it. I feel like if we all bombard him enough with Severo dies, Severo dies, but he wants <laughs> <never laughs> lives happily ever after. So that's my that's we can my reverse mindfuck Pierce. <laughs>
0: yeah, <like> some reverse <laughs> pretty much yeah. If
2: you don't, if he doesn't live, we're not buying a book. Your career is dead. <laughs>
1: um we will yeah. um, so do you think uh if someone does save him do you mm-hmm. think it would be victor
2: i would like to hope because i think that would be a beautiful moment but i feel like it's already been done with the darrow and mustang parallels of like whenever mustang saves darrow's ass mm-hmm. i feel like yeah and yeah i mean i don't know i feel like i'm really leaning into the sleeper angle agent sleeper agent angle um mm-hmm yeah i mean that's the thing like, with dark age i didn't expect half of the things to happen there was like one thing that oh, i called yeah. um which was bloody lewis but even then like it was in such a roundabout way like she he might become a sleeper agent but it might be from a different reason or you know something else might right. deal with it um yeah i don't know i'm i mean i'm i want to see more of their kids i don't know why like I love <laughs> them. i'm also like i want to know what the other ones are like like I heard, one of them is just soft and gentle, and like a baby packs, old packs. Yeah. It's just like a big soft one, but Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm interested to see how she recovers from Ulysses more than yeah. anything. Yeah,
1: I wonder if if Severo, when Severo comes back, <laughs> um, if they'll have another kid, try to pop out another Ulysses.
2: One that I, I, like I, would, I don't know. I don't. I haven't had kids, and I don't know it. Like I feel like that would fuck you up though. Like that kind, that movie child like that would probably. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know, but I don't know either. Yeah, it might be
0: a good way to like get to the happy happily ever after with the two of them. To be like mm-hmm. several You think
1: we're uh, gonna have a happily ever after? That's cute. No,
2: I definitely <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> We're recording this right, so we can play it back when we're all. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just uh, trying to help you with your dreams of Happily Ever After.
2: I I
1: very much like Happily Ever Afters. (laughs) I won't say which series because I don't want to ruin it, but I remember reading a series and then like all of a sudden at the end, the main character gets killed for like no reason. And I was like, you just did that to be a dick. (laughs) Like nothing was even happening. And I was Mm. really mad. No, it just just happened
2: yeah this happened to me as well i was like why That like, this is so out of character this character was like meant to live and right and forever. they nah. lived through a lot worse shit and now all of a sudden they died you know yeah. yeah, it was worse for mine because it was like i'm gonna kill myself and i was like <laughs> really like no like it's not even like you're facing this big threat it's like you know what i'm gonna end it and i was like i like respect but also like you're like, Are well, you you you've been through so much. Yeah. I was like, you've achieved so much, don't you have more to go? And like, I think like half the half the story was like my legacy or my, you know, the, the story I leave behind. And it's like, decided was done, died. So,
1: damn, yeah. Hopefully Pierce can't not. do that to us. No, I hope he's listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do. let I've anyone die it.
1: ever again. <laughs> Book six is, is not dark. Died. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. You gotta be happy.
0: Okay, before we go with our character studies, like, every character, we decide if they're Prime or Pixie. So, obviously, we know Victra. <laughs> obviously, we know Victor is Prime. Yeah. We just need... We're gonna have you tell everyone why is Victra so Prime.
2: Victor is Prime because her unwavering loyalty to Darrow and her friends and the cause is inspiring and her mother bear instincts that she has over everyone when you get down to it is unlike any other that I've seen in a book or I mean film maybe but like in a book of this kind of it's so rare you her and her maternity wear for Christ's sakes her maternity armor like like what how how are you (laughs) 40 something weeks pregnant she's like I'm gonna fuck shit up so that's prime. why Victor is prime. I'm glad you said prime because... <laughs> Imagine. We
0: didn't, even, we didn't even allow anybody to have another choice other than prime. You didn't Victoria. even put a
1: poll up there.
0: No, I'm not <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah not I mean, bro, prime and yeah. prime. Prime and prime.
0: <laughs>
2: what are the only options.
0: Uh, there's no Victor slander on this podcast. No,
2: get out. Mm-hmm. We don't want you. Victor like a life life-ender, free zone. It's a Victor-only zone. <laughs> Little bitch. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was there again. <laughs> Fuck. Well, great.
1: Well, I'm excited for book six so we can find out that all of our predictions are correct. Yes. And everyone is happily ever after. Here.
0: Exactly. We decided here today.
1: <laughs> we decided and we will <laughs> call that in. Yep. It is. That's how you no finish
2: problem. book six. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks Do you have having- anything you want to plug?
2: Just you guys, because it'd be great. That's all. Uh, thanks. I mean, you're already here listening, so continue fucking listening. I want to <laughs> are you guys doing a tactic study? Have you done a tactic study? Have I missed it?
0: No, we're going to bring you on for that.
2: Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> be like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Tactus. <laughs> also, Severo. Oh, yes. Also, also, Alex and also Lysander is just been being like, fuck Lysander as your backing track throughout the whole thing. <laughs> fuck Lysander. Ass. We could put yes. it to like a beat. Mm. I'll make okay. a whole wrap for it. I mean, I yeah. want will be oh, yeah. back. Literally, everyone's it in.
0: Yeah, we're we've been planning for for several, so we'll bring you back for that, and then we're gonna do Brothers Valley Eye Wrath mm-hmm.
2: together. Yeah, yeah I missed Apple in Book Six. The so Book yeah, five, sure. yeah. five. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. We
2: can give me so much good Apple in Iron Gold, and then minimal more do do that i love me. apple he's the only like horrible person that i truly love apparently i have a fucking thing for the valley i Roth brothers like <laughs> uh, apparently somewhere deep in my psyche i was like yeah protect that one that one's good as he's like raping and pillaging and abusing people i was like nah he's misunderstood wait <laughs> tactus? Tactus, yeah right Oh, i yeah, never I love loved tactics
0: aaron talks shit on tactics yeah i
2: did yeah do you wanna fight? Like, <laughs>
0: you're, you're, but, no, hey, you can
2: have cactus and I'll take Apple. <laughs> I don't think I'd survive that. Like I could survive a lot. I don't think anyone's surviving Apple when I get down to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one's surviving that. You can you can meet like a world breaker nude playing violin. Like all your fucks are gone. Like you you don't. I probably just have a heart attack.
0: From his like introduction, just Apple is the best. I
2: just want yeah. someone in real life to talk
1: like that.
0: Like, but <laughs> yeah. but
1: seriously. Wow.
2: No, but like you've listened to the audiobook, right? Yeah. How is yeah. Oh, br- oh masterpiece. Just brilliant. I was like, <laughs> yes, all of this, I can see it. It's forming in my head. And I was like, I love it. It's poetic. Oh, literally. It's all that.
1: Yeah. It's all that. All the right. Of devils. Well, let's save all that for the episode
2: right.
0: to come. <laughs> <laughs> Rub that
1: back in. Uh, thank you so much, Piera, for taking the time out of your day. Stay safe and we will see you and talk to you next week. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. What a fun interview.
1: Dude, I wish I lived in Australia because first of all, I've never been, and I would love to go. <laughs> but my second top reason is because I feel like Pierre and I could be best friends. Yeah, for sure. But I I feel like I'd have to be more well read. I just keep rereading the same books all the time. <laughs> and she's like a prolific book reader, and I don't I don't know some of the well, series. She said she was in a
0: slump, so now's your time. I to can catch, catch up. up. Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> Will you go to Australia with me, Ben? Hell yeah. I just want to get in one of her movies.
1: I You want to be on a movie? <laughs> Let's work on your acting skills first. Uh, what? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Calling out my acting
1: skills? Okay. Thank you, Pierre. Have you heard
0: my vo- voice work on this podcast? Do you hear me doing Holiday earlier? I think that was like, people are like, wow, was that Holiday?
1: Everyone knows that you have a face for radio. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Wow. Okay, Piera, bless you. Thank you so much.
0: She's going to be appearing on next week's podcast, talking about Sebro.
1: Spoiler!
0: There you go. Know. Okay. We announced it already. We
1: did announce it.
0: Uh, And probably some more in the future. This is a tease. This is a tease. All right, let's move on to our segment, which is we're going to do some predictions now. And we're going to fan cast. Okay. Aaron, tell me about your Victra predictions.
1: Victor is going to save Severo, <laughs> but he's going to be mindfucked, and she's not going to be able to fix him on her own. So Victor is going to have to ask for help, which he's not good at. So she'll have to ask Mustang to unmindfuck him in the pandemonium chair. So then Mustang will evi- will ultimately be... The one who brings Severo back, and then Vectro will be like, Sisters.
0: Nice. I like that. My prediction is I've had this fantasy, you know, of like Cassius, and uh, that's it. But <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had this fantasy of like Cassius and Darrow teaming up, going into Luna, and like breaking Severo out, heist style. But today when I was like putting the inner the outline together and I was reading, rereading the end of Dark Age with like Victra and Mustang coming together and swearing that they're going to save their husbands or get vengeance. It made me think that maybe I'm thinking about this rescue Severo angle all wrong and it should be like Victra and Mustang who go in and save Severo instead of Darrow and Cassius.
1: I Either way, either of those threesomes would be good with me. What if it turns into just a whole friend fuck and they all <laughs> save each other <laughs> and they all kill the jackal again <laughs> together?
0: I'm okay with all of that.
1: Let's do it. So n- neither of us have any bad news for the Howlers? No. Okay. All good news here.
0: <laughs> when it comes to Victor, it's all good news. Good. All right. Who are we uh, fan casting?
1: Okay. So I had a few ideas. Throw
0: them all out there.
1: My first thought went to... I was thinking of Gamora and Nebula.
0: I really like that, actually.
1: Because <laughs> I was thinking of Victra and Antonia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I like uh, Karen Gillan, but I like love Zoe Salanda. So I feel like we would have to make Zoe Victra. And Karen would again have to be, like, the evil sister.
0: You can't turn Amy Pond into Antonia, though.
1: But she's, like, really good at, like, acting (laughs) evil. Even though she's got such a cute face, she's, like, really good at, uh, especially when she's in her Nebula makeup.
0: Yeah, she's kind of, like, really good at being prissy and stuff and just, like, annoying.
1: Well, no, you're thinking of um, Jumanji Karen. I'm thinking of Nebula Karen. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, so that was my first thought, and That's I good. think that would be a fun pairing mm-hmm. for sisters. What do you think, Ben?
0: What about this one? How about um, Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones?
1: Oh, oh, wait, who is she? Hold on. She's oh the oh Marjorie she's in Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she okay, I could see her being Victra
0: with that shaved side of the head. Yeah, yeah. that
1: that makes more sense. Right. The the Natalie Dormer in Game of Thrones to me is too prissy. Right. But the uh, She can
0: pull off, yeah, like badass action. She can
1: pull off badass. I could definitely and she's so cute and pretty. She she almost looks too tiny to me though. Like Victor to me is like right. a huge woman. Yeah. You know, not that
0: any of the people I 6'10 is a monster.
1: Well, Karen Gillan, she's like 6 well, she's like five ten, right. <laughs> but in the future that would be six ten. I like Natalie Dormer, and then uh, my last one that I thought of was Ruby Rose. Oh yeah, just like the way she looks, especially um yeah, earlier like her
0: face and like the looks that she makes are very right. Good well, she's
1: she's like shockingly beautiful, but also severe. Yeah, you know, and then she's also uh her earlier career uh she had blonde hair like orange is the new black obviously she has black hair but if you look at her with the blonde pixie that's like super what i i picture Victra to be nice so and i i don't know if she can do fight scenes or not but who gives a fuck (laughs) (laughs) those are all good
0: those are great yeah who are you guys casting for Victra? let us know um we're skipping prime five today because we've already talked about a lot of great Victra moments we'll put up a question on the instagram story today when we release the pod so if you really need your great Victor Moments fix just find us on Instagram HollerPod and check out our story because I'll just be reposting everyone's favorite Victor Moments all day long
1: thanks Ben
0: alright let's move on to Primer Pixie
1: Ooh, I Primer don't know. Prime I mean P- Primer Prime <laughs> man this is a tough choice
0: did Victra survive the HollerPod passage of in-depth scrutiny and judgment let's find out
1: um, hmm. I think. Well, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to be devil's advocate here. Yeah. Go ahead. So you could say this isn't even gonna work. You could say that Victra is pixie because even with all this power, she still um, is like super rich and like doesn't necessarily like.
0: I really just checked out when you said you could say i'm trying actress. to i'm <laughs> trying to
1: so like she doesn't like donate all her wealth you know to to good <laughs> charities and causes you know she's still rich so that could be a reason
0: she is yeah she's like a capitalist she's a little politically kind of like we should still subjugate people <laughs> right like they <laughs> She's kind of
1: like Lauren, like they should know that <laughs> they're, they're like working class. <laughs> right. But they know what's <laughs> going on. So that's my only case
0: against. And and uh Pierre already made the case for for us. What else, what can we add to that? Nothing, I don't feel like. So. I think
1: we can add that Victra is such a great character. That adds even more depth to all the characters around her. She she really helps move the story along for Darrow in the beginning, and then she moves the story along like a ton for Volga and Lyria. Mm -hmm. Um, And she she adds like that whole other element to Severo being a husband, and you see how he interacts with her, and then obviously being a father and a and her being a mother. So
0: I think that's uh. Fantastic point. Like the way that sh- her effect on the other characters and how she, you know, allows them to become themselves and how they play off of her. That's just uh, another amazing aspect of her character and why we appreciate her so much. Just the fact that she comes in the second book, she just becomes like this crazy important character and she's there every time we need her to be. And she's always coming through for her friends um i just love her and she's and like I'm terrified of her
1: um she also when she finds out that darrow is a red like her reaction to that just proves that she's prime because yeah, he
0: doesn't care at all she's
1: like i care about your loyalty and i care that you didn't tell me but like she doesn't give a fuck that he was a red that he's
0: actually a red yeah
1: you know She's yeah. just like, you should have told me, bro. Yeah,
0: because you can trust me because I'm your friend. We're right. friends. <laughs> and, and we're all over here like,
1: I hope she's right.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's see what the howlers have to say. We've got a couple emails.
1: Emails. Looks like the first one here is from Mackenzie.
0: Okay. Mackenzie says, if Mustang is known as the goat, then Victra should be known as the boat. Most badass of all time. (laughs) Well done, Mackenzie. Or
1: the most, (laughs) the mother of all time.
0: (laughs) And though sometimes, and then Mackenzie goes on to say, and though sometimes this badassery might make her morals seem a bit blurry, it's her loyalty, strong sense of self and love that make her nothing less than prime. Victor stands by Darrow not just in his wins, but through his losses, which isn't expected from a gold with so much power to her family's name. She further differentiates herself from the spoiled pixie golds and the way people earn her loyalty, not because of their status or power, but because of who they are. This is proven once she finds out Darrow's a red. Why would I care what you were? I care about truth. If you had told me, I wouldn't have done a single thing differently. I would have protected you. Even when she is harshly judged by Daryl's crew in Morningstar, Victra doesn't explain herself or why she's taking her time to fully commit to the rising. She wants to make sure she can see herself truly following Daryl's cause and still be Victra. Throughout the entire series, Victra does what she says she will do, even if it's unpopular, this is nothing like pixie golds who bend over backwards to gain approval. This is one reason her and several make such a great pair. She sees through his hatchet-faced veneer to the loyal, truthful person he is. Big softy on the Hatchet inside. face. <laughs> They're a stubborn, self-assured match made in heaven. Though I'm slightly biased as a mother of two young boys, Rickshaw's continued arc through the second trilogy cements her as both my favorite character of the series and is undoubtedly prime. She wears pregnancy armor and gives birth like a boss. I mean, come on. As a mother seeking to find her kidnapped child and birthing her son while in grave danger, then grieving his loss in the most breathtaking victor-like way, she remains as victra as ever, fighting like a badass and giving her loyalty to those who show themselves as true. And if there's got to be any more argument as to if victra is prime, she shows harmony into a den of pit vipers. Wow, that's perfect. Well said, Mackenzie.
1: Thank you, Mackenzie. Next up, we have Nick Brindelow. He's the one who did our amazing Cassius voice. Mm-hmm. And please call back. I like to listen to your voice, (laughs) but here's his email. One of the reasons I like this character is that she lives by the spirit of the rising whilst not loving the letter of its laws. Unlike the cold calculation of someone like Octavia or Lysander, to paraphrase Aaron, Victor lives by emotion, especially loyalty. Once you are part of her group, she offers a fierce and uncompromising loyalty. All too easily, she could have become like a silver and used war profiteering to vastly increase her personal wealth and establish her own freedom and establish her own fiefdom. Instead, she remains a solid supporter of the Republic and presumably a member of the Howlers. Presumably? Yes. Sorry, I interjected. (laughs) <laughs> look at her comments uh, regarding the riots she faces from her dock workers despite wanting to send in greys to smash their skulls, she agrees to negotiate even when this completely is against her nature moreover her personal fleet is one of the biggest in the republic yet she holds fire and waits for the order to deploy from mustang similarly while she is completely aware of her own superiority this isn't to the blind extent of someone like roke i find her choice to proudly show her facial scars to be interesting with carving these could be easily removed yet she keeps not only these wounds but the scar tissue on her body following the death of ulysses she willingly shows her emotions when the other golds would have donned a dancing mask Victor's mixture of pride and arrogance coupled with vulnerability and self-loathing make her a compelling character who continually seeks to distinguish herself from her duplicitous family. When picturing her... Ooh, fan casting! Uh, I can't help... This is what Nick says. I can't help but think of a mid-80s Bridget Nielsen. Nice. <laughs> Ben's like, hot.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, Bridget Nielsen's scary. Yeah. Pretty scary.
1: But like in a hot way kind of since that's impossible for a modern adaptation i'd love to see victor played by someone like gwendolyn christie or annabelle wallace for the last check out the archness of her performance in x-men first class she's the girl in a bar i think i looked it up
0: i love that movie, but i don't remember her in it i don't uh i do remember her in the mummy with tom cruise dude That movie's awful, but I'm a Tom Cruise fan, so I don't know. I love Tom Cruise.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Nick. I love you. (laughs) In summary. Um, And thank you, Mackenzie, so much. We super appreciate emails. Um, It's so fun to hear from Howlers, and I'm glad that you both like Victor, because otherwise we wouldn't have read your email.
0: Definitely would not have read your shit. So
1: thanks, Nick and Mackenzie.
0: Yeah, you guys are excellent. All right. Final verdict. I think we're both prime.
1: Prime, prime, prime. I think prime, it's safe to prime. say
0: we're prime. All right, you know what it's time for?
1: What are we into this week?
0: Aaron, what are you into?
1: Sorry, that was a little flat. Um, I am into so I'm I read Ender's game like a long time ago. So I'm listening to it on the audiobook for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, I finished it, but it was really good on the audiobook. Um if you haven't read or listened to it, I highly recommend it. It's much quicker than I remember, but that's probably because I'm reading books like Dark Age that take for fucking ever, or like The Way of Kings, which literally, like, I grew... <laughs> I got gray hair from that I was book. I
0: going to say, I feel like you were reading that for, like, three years.
1: I was. <laughs> it was, like, painful towards the end. Anyways, also recommend. <laughs> and then um, for... Uh, the Orson Scott card book verse. I only read Ender's Game oh, you as never a went kid. To the sequels? So I never read the sequels. So that's kind of why I re- reread it. And now I'm uh, in the middle of The Speaker for the Dead. So I'm excited to, for the first time, hear all of that. So if you guys haven't jumped in, I highly recommend it. Lots of aliens and stuff. Ben, what are you into this week?
0: I'm also into an audiobook. This ben,
1: you're cool. listening to an audiobook?
0: I listen to audiobooks all the time now. I got you into them. You did, actually. Good Nice. Job. Um, okay, so I've been just like deep diving obsessively into A Song of Ice and Fire. And, Game uh, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And I've actually read this book before, but this is the first time I've listened to it on audiobook. It's called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms by George R.R. Martin. It is a kind of like prequel series to the game of thrones books
1: maybe he should finish the books first before he writes prequels
0: i fucking love these books though okay they're like like little novellas they're like you know like 100 pages or so nice um and they're short stories that are set about 90 years prior to the events of game of thrones and they follow a hedge knight named Dunk and his squire, Egg. But they just go around the Seven Kingdoms and get into adventures and shit. And so there are three stories in the Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Um, and the narrator, this is what I wanted to talk about the most. He's really good. He's actually from the Game of Thrones show. His name is Harry Lloyd. He played Viserys Targaryen in the first couple seasons. He's the like really annoying brother to Daenerys and he gets like the gold
1: annoying is such a nice word he was
0: he's terrible fucking
1: terrible (laughs) he was like almost as bad as Joffrey
0: anyway he's the narrator of these books and he's does an amazing job like his dunk voice is so perfect but then there are a lot of Targaryens that show up in these books and he does like that prissy targaryen voice that he does for Viserys, and it works just perfectly they're just super fun super great short books i think the entire audiobook is like eight hours or something like that so
1: ah uh, that's nice
0: and if you're like extremely nerdy like i am and just love to get into the world building aspect of a song of ice and fire there's all these little nuggets and stuff Uh, that you can find that just make the story so much bigger than it already is, which is cool. I just love it. So, Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Highly recommend.
1: All right. What's coming up next on HowlerPod?
0: We already gave it away, but we are doing Sevra. Sevro. Abarka. And is going to come back and join us for that one, too.
1: You know, in uh, one of the audiobooks, TGR, who I worship and love, he says servo
0: are you serious
1: and i i sh- i i like remember where i was Did you just say it once i think he says it like twice in a row even huh. and i i i i was in my uh closet i remember and i heard it and i was like the fuck did you just say
0: <laughs> that's so weird it's
1: crazy right it's
0: so weird that they didn't catch that
1: it was uh an earlier one anyways
0: okay so yeah several with pierre coming back
1: Ow, ow! don't forget to follow us on. Hold on, on
0: a second. If we don't get like a flood of several emails and voicemails.
1: Then I quit.
0: <laughs> we're quitting. We're not going to make another podcast. I yep. need to hear from all of you on this one.
1: I mean, I could find other stuff to do. <laughs>
0: That's true. I can too.
1: All right. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy. Email us. Like legit email us. Fucking email us at (laughs) hallerpod at gmail.com and talk about Severo. You can send us like a two word sentence. Severo prime. I don't give a shit. You got to email us. (laughs) Leave a voicemail. Come on. Let's hear from you. Let's hear your voices. 1-800-516-1540. Uh, you know, talk about Severo and give us your best Severo voice. Tell us what Severo's listening to. Oh,
0: yeah. If you could want to, like, read Severo lines to us, that'd be great. Oh, too. yeah. We could do, like, a top ten lines for Severo, maybe.
1: Read them in, guys. And we could
0: have people read them off. That would be fun.
1: What was he doing in the bushes? What's <laughs> in his teeth? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things we could we could hear from you guys. Uh, and you can find the phone number and the links to all this at Hallerpod.com and tell a friend, spread the word, uh, get these books out here. Hey, it's fucking quarantine. What else are you doing? Read Red Rising. <laughs> 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 Rate and review us. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we will sick Victor on you to smash your face in. Uh, just like she did to Antonia, and she'll leave her house ring imprinted on your face.
0: Tough. <laughs> and tough you're
1: luck. not going to like
0: that. No. No
1: one would like that.
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you to Heather, our wise and wonderful researcher, for all her hard work researching the characters and their historical connections. And thank you, Howlers. Omnisphere
1: lupus. And thanks,
0: Piera. Oh. Oh.